brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Somebody wants to suck your dick when you're 20 years old. Make a lot of exceptions. I had a boyfriend that sat down and peed. What'd you think of tonight's cocaine versus last night's cocaine? Yeah, yeah, I'm still using the term winning. I believe you guys have never talked about this, this- either. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you are here. Stoked you're in the mix joining the show for episode 74. Um, As always, let me give out the ways you can contact us. Email us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. That's anything, any sort of, you want to go long form. And by long form, I mean like a short paragraph. I mean like three sentences or four pops and no, don't try to make any jokes because those don't work. Um, but yeah, email us mailbag at the baller Um, you can leave us a voicemail, preferably if you're drunk or if you're a police officer with a drunk in your car, that's always fun. Um, voicemail is nine, four, nine, four, six, four T B L S the baller lifestyle. We like getting your voicemails. And uh, as always, I encourage you to go to iTunes and like, rate our show, leave a comment. That stuff actually does get noticed. And we want to like, I mean, it would be my dream to like get on a, on the page, like the front page of iTunes where people could actually, or, you know, get among the top sports shows or whatever, pop culture. I guess we're a sports show. We're a sports show. Um, and... As always, I implore you to join the conversation with us on Facebook. Facebook, search the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. You have to put the Baller Lifestyle Podcast because some other douche has the Baller Lifestyle. Remind me to check on that. I'm going to see what he's doing with it. But yeah, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Join the conversation there. Um, let's get it started. As always, joining me is co-host of the program, Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing, buddy? Uh, pretty well. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing excellent. Uh, anything Anything we need to check in with you about? Uh, just another disturbing Facebook request. I, I, this is like the second time in a month that From a random Ed Daly has given. Not the oh, baby. Right. That was another thing. Right. Another uh, Somebody named uh, Eddard, E-D-D-A-R-D, Daly. Just just friend. Like, is this, am I, am I about to be killed? Somebody is, is doing the, John, the Sarah Connor thing, right? Yeah, that's yes, that's a little weird. Um, why although, why are people trying to accumulate as many Ed Dailies as possible? I mean, yes, there hasn't been another Edward born as we've determined. Like the last <laughs> Edward besides you, yeah, well, yeah, was born sometime in the late fifties. Um, <laughs> but so maybe they're like trying to reach out and like start a clan of Ed Dailies, like just I, listen, to hold on. I don't want to be a part of guys named Ed. No. Now, uh, there's a there's a Brian Beckner that lives near me, mm-hmm. and one of my friends 
was was coaching a little league game, and he uh, he like went out to home plate. Yeah. And, he, and the umpire's like, he's like, Hey, I'm Brad. And the, and the umpire's like, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Brian Beckner. And <laughs> my buddy Brad's like, Whoa. He's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, what? And he's like, have you heard of the other Brian Beckner? And he's like, yeah, actually just somebody just asked me that the other day. So me, me and another Brian Beckner, who I think might be a chiropractor. We're, we're circling each other. Like in, like he lives in my small little suburban enclave we there's potential you're on, a, you're on a collision course yeah there's a potential we could become facebook friends you and all the ed dailies and me no. and all the brian beckners see i won't this was like a guy in england or scotland it's a little weird you got to find out what they want yeah what's your angle buddy <laughs> yeah what's your... what, what what's the end game here maybe he's like are you me like is this yeah. me are you are you an imposter of me Very like strange. this is very, very odd. I, I just don't, I don't want to, I'm curious, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to get too close because th- these people who are just friend requesting based on name are probably very unstable. Yeah. There's the serial killer for sure. They're yeah. they're You know what he's looking to do is he's looking to inhabit your, he's is looking he, to steal oh, your is soul. He doing, or, your is he, or is he doing one of those, uh, what was that Matt, uh, Mr. Ripley thing? Oh, right. The talented Mr. Yeah, Ripley. Maybe, maybe he's trying to take over my life. That's actually a pretty good movie. I watched that not that long ago, and it is that. That's a good, good movie. Go out, go out, and if you haven't seen that, the talented. Mr. I haven't Ripley. seen it since the theaters, but I remember liking it. Yeah, it was on. It was on Netflix. It's it's worth a rewatch. It's pretty good, despite the presence of Paltrow. Yeah. yeah. Warning: You'll see Paltrow in it. Uh, okay, Ed. We have a voicemail. Our old friend from last week, Comanche Poon, the, the cop. cop, the yeah. cop. The cop has weighed in, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll just give you a little teaser because I listened to this already. He calls in from the squad car. Oh. Have a listen. Hey, guys. It's coming to you again. I had to call to defend my, uh, my Joe Buck. I, I don't actually – I like Joe Buck. I don't sought him out. Looking for him and trying to find him, but if he's calling a game, I don't have necessarily have an issue with with Joe Buck calling a game. Second, let's talk about uh, never met Wayne. Uh, Wayne seems like a good dude. I'm sure lots of people turn themselves their, their lives around, and I'm sure Wayne's, Wayne's a good guy. Never met Wayne. Um, maybe I'll never meet Wayne on a, on a bad circumstance. I do would like to meet uh, that douchebag that drives around drunk in Baltimore. I wish he'd drive his drunk ass down Nashville. Okay, Ed. Well, few things. I- there, there's some, there were some background, uh, you know, like uh, yes. radar stuff. I was wondering, like, he, is he just not paying attention? He's just calling us. Well, and I th- like, I think shots the- fired. Offered, officer needs backup, and he's like, "Well, let me explain my love of Joe Buck." Yeah, I think they can. <laughs> I think they can uh, multitask. Although you do see that where the cop like turns the radio down. It's like, wait, don't you have to listen for that? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, he wanted to, and this is what we said last week. He called in, he alluded to the fact that he was a Joe Buck fan, but like we said last week, it's impossible that anybody could be a Joe Buck fan. And he basically confirmed that where he said, I'm, I'm indifferent to Joe Buck, which is still surprising, but it's surprising, but I, I could accept that, but maybe you're supposed to just stop saying I'm a Joe Buck fan. Right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I, you're I think that's the lesson we take away from all this. Yeah. Is that you just don't brag about liking Joe Buck. 
because it's impossible. No, it's impossible to like him unless you're being contrarian. And then, uh, okay, what else did he say? Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't know Wayne in Nashville. He's our because we have Comanche Poon, who's a cop in Nashville, and Wayne in Nashville, who is who is served time in Nashville. But I, I like he 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 thought the best for him. Right. He thought he, he could turn it around. And he really doesn't like – and we haven't confirmed that Chris in Maryland has called us drunk. Have we? Well, he's called yes, us driving. Yes, we have. And he sounded yes. drunk. No, and he either through email or something, he did confirm because he was like, well, what am I supposed – how am I supposed to get all my stuff home, my equipment he's, home? He's a musician. From, from the bar. In his defense, like driving drunk is like the – first of all, it's, he's in Baltimore. I, I mean, there's not too many people driving sober in Baltimore, is there? I, I feel like it's certainly not illegal. Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah, definitely, exactly. <laughs> okay, we also have an email. We'll see how far I get into this one. This is from our friend John of Fullerton. Uh, not too far. Uh, well, he gets in. I don't know what to do here. Hi, amigos. Getting into the BL recently, the baller lifestyle recently. It's, we're yeah. 74 episodes in. <laughs> Okay. Like I don't I know this guy John. He's, I don't know. He's he's what you call a late adopter. Apparently. Getting into the BL recently and wanted to get your thoughts on being a gentleman in today's world. Dudes used to put down their jackets over a puddle for a woman to be a gentleman. How fucking stupid is that though? It's easier to walk around the puddle and once you lay down that jacket on a puddle, it's now considered useless because you have a wet jacket. And that was the guy who famously did that, I think, was Sir Walter Raleigh. Sir Walter Raleigh. And that was the guy who pretty much introduced the Western world to cigarettes. Yeah, he's he, tobacco. That's right. Did, did he end up being beheaded or? Yeah, he got, he was, he was uh, friends with or whatever, close alliance with whoever the queen who was getting pushed out and, and the new person who came in charge. It was, it was one of those things, a power struggle. And they're like, well, let's round up all our friends. And he was one of them. Right. Okay. Well, Sir Walter Raleigh of Fullerton goes on to make a strong argument for using your jacket rather to rather than to to cover up a puddle. But he says you should lay your jacket right. down for something more gentlemanly, namely so that you can have sex with your wife or yeah. girlfriend while she's on her period. It, yeah, it becomes a little bit of a routine. <laughs> I mean... And then he talks at the end about torturing the less fortunate by taunting them with discarded clothing yes, items. Yes. I don't, I don't, I, come on. I don't know. I don't... I mean, I'm hoping it's just to be funny, but like, it seemed like he was trying to taunt like homeless people with like leaving clothes for them to get. It's uh, it's kind of amusing, but it's too gross. I would argue that... that, that just. I would say sad. Just, it was sad. Just take that week off, guys. Just, you know, I don't, I feel like, you know, no one needs to, unless it's a new relationship, like just, or unless you're really feeling it, just take that week off. That'd be my advice. That'd be my life coaching. Uh, okay. Thanks, John. Oh, and also he says, listening to this week's, his, he has a quote or he has a comment on last week's show. He says, fuck taking kids to weddings. Well, no one takes kids to weddings. No, no one would do that. And, and children should not be invited to weddings. No, certainly not. I, I I didn't invite children to my wedding, of course not. and and there were some kids at the wedding I was at last week, and uh, I I stayed on the other side of the room. Of course, I'm not with my kids. I do not want to be around somebody else. That's right. Kids. It's it's a kids' vacation. Okay, here here's another email. This is from our old friend Rome Show, gents. We're days out from the last episode, and I'm still struggling with the idea of adults willingly going by themselves to Disney World to be around shitloads of other people's kids. 
I don't think there is a reasonable explanation. I would agree. Also, I get the whole Clapton rant, but to be fair, if you were to substitute the Beach Boys, I'm nodding my head in agreement just as vigorously. What up, Brian? Just saying. <laughs> Rome show. Uh, I couldn't agree more of course, with, with Rome. Good show. of Rome show to get back to what he does best because he knows I love the Beach Boys. He he getting back to what he does best and that is taking shots at me. So good for you, Rome show. Glad glad you're feeling all right. <laughs> I just think I, – I feel the Beach Boys hold up about as well as Charlie Chaplin films. I just – that's so shocking to me that I can't believe anyone would think that. And I also feel like you guys have probably never heard a Beach Boys song. You've certainly – well, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, that's, that's a fine opinion, Ed. Uh, and then lastly, we have an email from faithful listener Ish. And Ish has some questions for both of us. Ed, how did you meet Michelle – and how did you propose to her? Brian, how did you meet Kate? And how did you propose to her? Ish. Ed, would you like to... You went to college. You, you, we, you've, we've already learned on the show that you pulled the roommate switch. Yeah, I, I was banging her roommate. Right. Um, but it was in... Uh, we were studying abroad in London. Right. And, and uh, yeah, I really did... I didn't like her roommate at all. But it was just one of those things. I mean, that, you liked her sort of, right? She was she was pretty unlikable. I mean, you know, she she was she was good enough for for right. right. It, I was twenty years old. Right. So somebody wants to suck your dick when you're twenty years old. You make a lot of exceptions. <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah. I but I you know I made the switch, but like her roommate was somebody I really enjoyed talking to and i feel like she slept a lot like the 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 roommate so i spent a lot of time talking to michelle while the roommate was sleeping mm, i get it yeah yeah and i like so, this. this sounds like a porn <laughs> and so we hit it off but i i did not i did not double dip at sure. the end of the stu- study abroad semester um when we went back home michelle lived in like an hour away in new jersey and we started dating that summer but uh right but uh, yeah, and I mean, how I propose? Like, I I propose way too young. I mean, I'm 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 a young man. I'm 39, and in a month I will be married 15 years. That's amazing. So, but you did, you probably did like a scoreboard proposal, or <laughs> I did fl- I did do something. Kind of, I did do something kind of cheesy because it was it was definitely we were definitely going to get married, and she was constantly like on alert. Even though we were young, like she was on alert. And so I was like, all right, I got to do something when it's least, you know, when she least expected, like not, not when we're going out to dinner or any, anything where there just might be something romance in the air. So we were eating Chinese food for lunch. I took a little note and slipped it in the fortune cookie. And I was like, all right, let's get to dessert. And she opened it up and she read the wrong fortune. I was like, uh, that's not the reaction I was expecting. And it was, and it was tucked further in there. I was like, well, I'll just keep reading. And then we got to it and whatever. Wow. I was 23. Yes. That's, that's, I mean, it's not ideal. It's not the most hetero of proposals I've heard, but it's, I'll, I'll give you a break because you were a kid. Um, as, as for me, I met uh, my beautiful fiance, girlfriend, Kate, Fancy Sauce. I met her, like I've met a lot of the important people in my life. Uh, via Twitter. 
Jdate? Twitter.com. Yeah, Hdate, actually. We were both cruising Hdate. Farmers only? Trying to match our Valtrex descriptions. And uh, no, I, yeah, I met her on Twitter. We sort of followed each other and, you know, just sort of struck up a conversation one day and um, I didn't, you know, it was weird because I didn't, I'd never seen her. I don't think she had a picture of herself on Twitter, but I thought she was cool and I thought she was funny and we got to know. That's a, that's a, that's treacherous though. Well, I didn't, you, I didn't, you didn't even know what she looked But like. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't thinking anything romantic. I've just followed her on Twitter. Like I followed you. I know you from Twitter, you know, it was kind of the same thing. Like I'm not looking to have sex with you either. And, but then she was coming here. And she's like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. You know, she lived across the world, Ed. She lived in right. Indonesia. And so she was like, hey, I'm actually going to be in L.A. And I said, hey, how maybe we go to lunch. And uh, she's that's a, that's a good move. Yeah. Right? And she and you can pull the ripcord on lunch. Exactly. Easy. And she's like, I love lunch. So I uh, but then I I think I Googled her or she sent me a link to her Facebook or there was some way I came to to see a picture of her, many pictures of her. And I was like, Whoa, like I was, I was pretty intimidated by her. She's, I thought she was attractive. And then I was like, Oh, this is going to be, maybe this is a romantic thing. You know, after the lunch invite, I was like, maybe this could be something a little Wait, Hang on a second. You, you just would go to lunch with a random girl. If there wasn't a possibility of romance. Well, yeah, I would have lunch with a friend. Who's somebody that I'd become close friends with. Like if you called, if you texted me and said, hey, I'm going to be in town for one day in L.A. But you're not gay. You're not gay. So it's different with a dude. Right. I'm saying with a member of the opposite sex that you're interested in, like, come on. I was probably, I'll be honest, I was probably I can tell you, if you, if, if she was just a train wreck in her pictures... Yeah. Does that lunch need to happen? I might have switched it to coffee. <laughs> yeah. And I might have been busy because L.A. is like an hour drive. Like when I went to yeah. it, that, that lunch, actually, I upgraded it because then I saw the pictures and I'm like, you know what? How about we get dinner? <laughs> I went like I didn't I didn't backtrack to coffee. I upgraded. So she was bad. It's like, let's just get some scones. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How about we just don't meet? Uh, so yeah, and then the the proposal was really just we just I had bought the ring and we were just sort of talking about like kicking around the idea. We were in bed. It was like a Sunday morning, and we were just talking about marriage. And I thought, oh, this was probably the time. And I got up and I went into the closet, into my backpack where I had hidden the ring, and I got it out and I showed it to her and I asked her to marry me. So. There you go, Ed, Ed. I'm really. That's a really good question from Ish. Yeah, he had another one too a couple of weeks ago. He's 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 doing a good job, yes. keeping a brief. Yes, solid. We've we've trained Ish to be a solid contributor. Thank you for that, Ish. Uh, okay, Ed. Where this is a sports talk show, not sappy proposals, yeah. lunch dates, hdate.com, any of that. Uh, we're talking sports. What is going on in the world of sports, Ed? Massachusetts State Police found an abandoned 2011 Mercedes Maybach at in the median of Route 495 Sunday morning in Foxborough, Massachusetts. That car happened to be registered to New England Patriots linebacker Brandon Spikes, 
Spikes claimed he had hit a deer. Coincidentally enough, three people in nearly the same place reported being rear-ended by an unknown vehicle at the same time. The Pats swiftly released the former Florida Gator. Brian, my question to you is this. Do you think Spike's firehose-sized dong played any role in his inability to stay in his lane Sunday morning? I, I think, yes. It could throw off your equilibrium. Like, if you get a rush of blood, like if your penis, first of all. I mean, think of which side it falls to. The gas pedal side. Like, you could be well, in no, trouble. here's what happens. First of all, I knew I, I know the only reason you brought up this story was so you could talk about the time you saw the guy. Brandon Spike's dong at a urinal. He, He's the reason. I, I really haven't been next to celebrities, but when we first brought it up, I don't know, a year ago, he was the guy. He was. It was uh, October '09 against LSU. Right. Gators were in town. We went to a boys' weekend. We did New Orleans, and then one day in Baton Rouge, and we were at like a Hyatt or some, somewhere where the Gators team was staying. And in the lobby uh, men's room. Sure enough, Brandon Spikes was right there, and I took a peek, and I I almost passed out. It was it was substantial. It, yes, yes. So, well, that's the only reason I know who Brandon Spikes is, is because you've seen his dog, which I believe you've described as either a Chips Ahoy sleeve or a Pringles can. Yeah, it was Pringles. Yeah, can. Pringles can. Pringles. Um, I well, here's what happened. Well, first of all, I've I've only urinated next to two athletes to that I. Recall was Spud Webb, one of them? No, Spud Webb was not. I urinated close, though. I urinated next to um, pro snowboarder Sean White. Sean White, right? Who is? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize I was peeing next to him until after we were both done and walking away. He, and he's he's a ginger. He's too. a ginger, but he had he had like his hood on, I think, to sort of shield his identity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, he's like five three, so I th- yeah. I thought you it got was a lot chi- of, lot of things going against. I thought it was a child next to me, right? But right. I'm sure he's a really good dude. I don't want to I don't want to disparage him, but I didn't I didn't look at his dong. He's he seems nice enough, but I, that's not the one I'd be looking. No. For. And then another time, I urinated next to um, famous Yankee Slayer Luis Gonzalez. Lugo. He, not a small, I mean, I didn't see his dong either. Um, he was pretty, ju- he was like one of those It was during guys. that time he was playing for the D-backs, and he, he's a big dude. He's probably like 6'3 or 6'4, but again, didn't check out his dong like you did Brandon Spikes. But here, here's, to sum it up, here's what happens. He, maybe he gets a text, maybe he gets like a booty call while he's driving, and he checks it out. That's true, girls aren't forgetting right. that fire hose. That's right. And he gets a little excited. And before you know it, he gets a rush of blood to his member. And, you know, there's only so many pints of blood in your body at any given time. It could all, all of a sudden, his heart can't pump enough blood to his brain to give it the amount of oxygen it needs to pilot a vehicle safely because it's putting it all to a place that it really needs it at that moment. Boom, the guy gets a little sleepy behind the wheel, gets a little dazed, and rear-ends a car. I mean, case dismissed. Or what if he gets so turgid yes. that it knocks the steering wheel? Well, that could happen, yeah. It, sh- right? it shoots straight up and bangs hey, the wheel. I, I mean, he's still got NFL money. I, I think we are building a pretty compelling case for him. If he wants, 
I don't know what the rules are, but maybe we could be like sort of advisor sort of thing. Yes, like yeah. we we could we could represent him in get some way. On, yeah, get us on the case. Like we could help out his team. Absolutely. Uh, okay, excellent story. Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? In Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final Saturday night, starting Tampa Bay Lightning goalie Ben Bishop removed himself twice in the third period of a one-goal game once with 13 minutes left, and again with seven minutes left in the game. It has been widely speculated that the goalie had diarrhea. Ouch. Brian, if you're feeling a case of Billy Broth coming on during the <laughs> biggest game of your night, of your life, how do you not quadruple up the emodium? Yeah, absolutely. You, you drink... Di- diarrhea usually doesn't sneak up. Like, I feel like you feel it coming for a while, or there's, there's a meal that's going to trigger it, like, did he have Taco Bell before yeah, the game? Chili, right? Like you, you would think as an athlete, you would know your body so well. Right, seems like a weird move. Like even if he was feeling a little percolation in the first period, yeah. those trainers have everything. Yeah, I, it's true. But you, you never know, Ed. I mean, sometimes it comes. I mean, when it when it comes, it comes fast. And denial is very, very powerful. Uh, for instance, we, we, and we've talked about this on the show, and I don't want, I'm, we've gotten some emails that people don't like, like this kind of chat, and I won't, I won't get yeah. too into it. Although, although criminals, uh, criminals in Nashville do enjoy That's true. I, um, I recently, not recently, but maybe like six months ago, fairly mm-hmm. recently, I was leaving, I was walking out the door to work in the morning, it was like 6.30 in the morning, I'm, walk, I'm right. walking out the door, and I, oh, I feel like a little burn in my tummy and I had a little coffee, but I felt, I felt that heat, that, that hot sort of bubbly feeling that you can feel sometimes. And you know what it is, but I thought to myself, you know what? I'm running a little bit late. You know, I don't want to rush. Yeah. I could take two steps into the powder room here at the house and relieve myself and be fine. Or I could take my chances on this 45 minute commute I have in front of me. And I took that chance, Ed. And about five minutes into it, I was doing that thing where I was pressing the accelerator with one foot while while lifting up my whole body and sort of like a reverse. Uh, Doing a little rock. Yeah, yeah, doing like sort of a reverse plank where I was just tensing everything, trying to hold things inside. A lot of sweat. Starting to yeah, sweat a little bit. I ended up having to do a, a fast food pullover. I had to find a McDonald's and I, I had to empty myself. Oh, well, the only thing more disgusting than, than what happened at McDonald's is the fact that I'm pretty sure you just used the word tummy. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, I had a little problem oh, tummy that morning and no, I tried to deny no. it. And maybe that's what this Ben Bishop guy did. Maybe he thought, oh, I can get through the game. You know, it's all. Oh, he. But after the first one. Right. Well, it was the third period. You know, maybe maybe he thought he got it all out in between. Also, do the, can they, like, cut them out of those pads? Like, it can't be that easy oh, to yeah. get in and out yeah, of everything you're wearing. That's true. This isn't a baseball uniform. No, and he's got, he's got the glove and the blocker. Like, does, does an equipment guy have to clean him up after he's done? I, don't, I mean, I... I uh, can't be good. But, he, but I'm looking at these... Ba- I'm watching baseball right now. What's with those belts? I know it's been said before, but like, what's with the big belt on a baseball? Why, why do baseball players wear a belt? 
Yeah, come yeah. on. Well, why, why do... Fucking leather belt. What year is this? <laughs> just imagine how stupid they'd look if, if they were wearing like the Little League style where it's just a, a big elastic band around the outside. The, the NFL doesn't wear a belt like that. <laughs> That's true. Like leather belt. It's like, like, come on. Kind of, does the NBA need, does the NBA need belts? It's kind of part Stop of their it. pants. I don't know. The NBA, those guys are running everywhere in the NBA and... There's not a problem with it falling down. Yeah, but the, the NBA, come on, the NBA, they're wearing pride. like men's volleyball jerseys these days. I, I turned on a, on a game during the season, and it was the Clippers had like uh, women's softball uniforms yes. on. What the hell is that? <laughs> Agreed, but but the the elastic waist seem to be doing just well, fine. I'm, just, I'm I'm looking at guys in fucking belts. Uh, back to the point, though. This Ben Bishop guy, I feel like they needed to postpone the game, like. I know guys continue to play after they get their jaws exploded with an errant puck or once in a while they have to push an eyeball back into the socket and maybe miss a shift. But diarrhea is an actual emergency, Ed. Like if it it is, it it does come on fast. Give give everybody a rain check. Tell them, Hey, come back tomorrow night. I don't know. You know, there might be a Mark Anthony concert or Enrique Iglesias or something. We got to push back. But it, it's in Tampa. What do they give a shit? Yeah, exactly. They're all retired anyway. Like, just stop the game. Everyone in the crowd would understand. If they were like, look, yeah. we're, we're going to pick up this last 20 minutes tomorrow night because Ben Bishop's got diarrhea. Yeah. Every- or they just say to everyone in the crowd, hey, remember remember when Clint Malarchek, like lost half his blood on the yeah. ice? It's going to be like that except Browns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Okay, Ed, what else is going on in the world of sports? The NFL squashed a planned NFL fantasy football convention in Las Vegas next month, organized by Tony Romo. Le'Veon Bell, Rob Gronkowski, and others were planning to attend. Fox Sports is reporting that upon hearing about the event, league officials immediately began calling players, and in some cases players' parents, threatening they would be suspended if they showed up at the event. The players all pulled out, and now Romo is accusing the NFL of being angry for not getting a cut of the profits. What's the worst thing about this event? The type of guy who would show up at a fantasy football convention or the fact that everyone now has to side with Tony Romo? All of the, all of the above, Ed. One, you know me. I never, ever side with the NFL. I'm pro-labor. I'm, I hate Roger Goodell. I'm always on the player's side. But he's put. I mean, it. He pushes it so like the 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 NFL as the villain role just keeps going to a new level. Like, come on, the reason why they're the reason why he's so rich, Goodell himself, is because of fantasy football. Agreed. I agree on every sense. I will always, always, always side against the NFL unless the end result is calling the spread of fantasy football. In which case. I'm all for it. Call their parents, call their boss, do whatever it takes. Suspend Tony Romo for the season. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I fucking hate fantasy football. I hate everything about it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it. And if, if the NFL is doing something, just anything to stop me from knowing more about fantasy football, I'm fine with it. Good for them. Good for the NFL. I don't, I don't play NFL fantasy football, but I, I have lots of different, you know, I do different angles, point spread angles, different things stuff like that. So I, I don't, I don't have a problem with all kinds of, you know, sports gambling and ways to do it. I, I don't. But conventions, 
honoring that yeah. seemed like the worst place on earth. Now, I'm surprised you don't play fantasy football. You're very sporty, Ed. I I do all kinds of uh, stuff, but the NFL. Wait, I did. I used. To, I used to play you mean fantasy. You, football. Do you mean you gamble? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, I feel like yeah, you're. But but different. But different kinds of stuff. Like not like just calling up a bookie or, or oh booking with God. some like casino. Like I'm doing things where like you pick ten games a week and the, the winner, like, you know, over the course of a season gets money. Like stuff suicide like that. pools. Like so, yeah, and I do that too. But yeah. I'm just saying, I have no problem with with trying to keep more interest in the game. Like I spend enough time watching yeah. football, I might as well have a little more action on it. But I just and I used to play fantasy football, but I got tired of it because it just like it was if you had if you happen to get the right running back, Jamal Charles, yeah. the year he. He does well, no, no. and then you just kind of sat on your I mean, roster. I know. And, now you're talking about fantasy football. No, I'm just saying, yeah. like, if you if you pick Ladanian Tomlinson the year he blew oh, up, yeah. then you just it's won over. the league, and like there there was no like point in playing. Like I just I don't know. I, I grew tired of it. Agreed. But, I've never played because I'm a fucking but, hero. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm king of my castle, and I don't give a shit. And I don't know any of the players, and I cannot be fucking bothered at all. To, to, you're you're a man who's going to have a lot to say about a two hour bachelor in about twenty minutes. Oh, spoiler alert! Because I have a I have just a little teaser here, Ed. I something happened on the Bachelor this week, and I may have it may have turned me around on the Bachelor. I don't know what it I means. may be. I don't. I may be done with the Bachelor. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. We'll discuss it more later. Uh, but yeah, fuck fantasy football. Uh, oh, okay, Ed. Have you seen, what's that movie? It's called, like, that's this woman. It's an indie movie. It's in Spanish. This woman, like, she mules cocaine. Oh. Maria, Maria Full of Grace? Yes, Maria Full of Grace. Very, very, very good movie. And we had that, but imagine, maybe they're making a sequel because this is a Jamaican version. Ed, <laughs> Regis Walker, of course it happened in Florida. Regis Walker of... Regis? I know. It, it, that's a, it, this is a lady. That's a woman's name. No, it's not a woman's name. It's a man's hey, man. name. It's an Irish name, like yours. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, I man. got that Philbin name. Yeah, it's a, yes, it's a, a Jamaican woman, yes. Re- hey, where's that Kathy Lee? Yeah. <laughs> Regis Walker. Is that your final answer, man? <laughs> Regis Walker. That's no Johnny Depp, Ed. Regis Walker of Pembroke Pines spent five days in a hospital passing the drug pellets. She was arrested last week oh. at Fort La- Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Walker said she used honey to swallow something like 58 cocaine pellets, a a pound and a half, an idea she learned by watching the movie The Mule on Netflix. I love how people watch something that clearly is telling them not to do something, and then they just mimic exactly what that person I've never seen The Mule, but I'm pretty sure they weren't saying it's a good idea. (laughs) Absolutely not. Walker, a U.S. citizen, arrived last Thursday on a flight from Montego Bay, man. Jamaica, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials took her aside. You know, they knew something was up. Uh, She told them she had spent four days in Jamaica visiting her husband. I love when people and their spouse live in different countries. 
That's, that's not a red yes. flag. Yes. She was taken an x-ray. The x-ray revealed that Walker appeared to be a drug mule carrying drug pe- pellets within her body. A- at the hospital, Walker told agents she swallowed the pellets at a house in Jamaica. She was, re- she was moved from the hospital to the Broward Main Jail on Tuesday after excreting all 54 pellets which tested positive for cocaine. Ed, what is worse, Ben Bishop's situation or this woman <laughs> in Jamaica? Well, I think we we did a, a fantastic story, like one of our first ever shows, where there was a guy in uh, in Albuquerque who the police just continued to search his bowels yes. for for drugs, and it's. There's somebody, and, and these are medical examiners, so somebody had to go to medical school right. to follow around Regis, <laughs> like like a sad pet owner, and just waiting for her to shit out pellets so they could examine it. Well, I'm sure they just, like, that's, they just put her in a room with a bucket, and then they just waited. I guess, but somebody's going to have to be the first on the scene. In, in that... Mer- like, yeah, yeah, it's all out, man. <laughs> in that yeah somebody had to yeah somebody that's getting paid <laughs> had to put on rubber gloves and a mask i hope and ha- and have a look through what was coming out of old regis uh, also they probably had to keep x-raying her until they found until they knew that it was all out i said it's all out give me a red stripe <laughs> here's another one for you ed okay the man who once voiced the most morose, depressing character in cartoon history <laughs> went on a foul-mouthed rant in a San Diego courtroom at one point telling the judge, I hope you drop dead of a heart attack. That's a good way to curry favor with the, uh, with the man deciding your fate. Peter Robbins, who once voiced Charlie Brown yelled at the judge in a crazed courtroom clip. During his bizarre rant, the whiny, wild-haired child star screamed at a prosecutor, yelled that he was firing his defense attorney, and constantly interrupted the mild-mannered judge who repeatedly replied to Robin's outbursts with a simple, thank you. When a guard tried to escort Robbins out of the courtroom, the washed-up actor cried out, he's rubbing me up! He's got a gun. Run for your lives. He's got a gun. Run for your lives. Robbins pleaded guilty two years ago to threatening his girlfriend and also stalking a doctor who performed a breast enhancement surgery on her. Mm. He initially got five years probation and drug treatment, but he recently got rearrested for probation violations, including cutting off his GPS bracelet and failing to complete his domestic violence courses. Ed. What's more surprising, that the guy who played Charlie Brown went nuts or that after 50 <laughs> years, Peanuts somehow still masquerades as entertainment? <laughs> yeah, Charlie Brown, I mean, that is the, the most slam dunk thing of all time. He was, he, they, they, when they did the casting call, I mean, Charlie Brown was always like a real sad, sad yeah. kid. So. I'm sure the casting call was like, let me find the kid with the saddest voice possible. So, of course, he was going to be a pathetic. <laughs> Most kids aren't sad like that. Yes. But, you know, what this reminds me of is the old phrase, you get what you pay for. And if you think about it, Charlie Brown 
spent a nickel on psychiatric help through his entire childhood with Lucy Van Pelt. Right, that's and true. I'm guessing it was shitty advice because she was the worst character in, in human that's history. That's right. She was the worst, and she gave him shitty advice. And now he's a, just a shell of a man. That well, you know that. And what are the what are the odds with the with the plastic surgeon running off with the patient? Like, how often does that? Yeah, happen? Every, every single time. Um, like we've we've read a ton of these stories. Now. This this Chuck Schultz guy, he was really the worst. I mean, I know he's dead, and I don't know how. I guess because in the fifties or whenever he started riding that piece of shit, that, that there was literally no entertainment, and everybody was still fucking. Everybody was in bomb shelters. Yeah, everybody was right? all bummed out about World War Two and the fucking Red Scare and. Yeah, the Cuban Missile yeah. Crisis. They were just like, all right, give me something just to look at. Anything. And this guy, who was a real sad sack in life, you know, this this Charlie Brown was based on himself. Like, he he was not, he didn't make up some kid. He was writing about himself. And Lucy, who was just the biggest fucking bitch in the world, was based on his ex-wife. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it all makes sense. And of course, yeah, I, I imagine... That this is one of those scenarios where it's like poltergeist, where everyone like sort of dies a sad death, or but it, but in this case, it's just like everybody's super depressed and bummed out because they all I mean, had something to do with peanuts. Think of all the comic strips now that now that we're talking about it. I'm just thinking like Andy Cap was this like just alcoholic, you know, abused his wife. Andy Cap. I, I haven't heard of Andy. I haven't heard Andy. Well, Cap's you know, Andy Cap. Andy Cap hot fries are at every gas station in America. I don't know what that is. Uh, then you have uh, what the family circus oh, that was super that passing. My grandma would like hang some of those clips on her on her refrigerator, and there was never one that was funny. No, it was like, never. Oh, Billy, why did you pour all the milk down the drain? And I'm like that was it. You're like what, what happened? Yes, here? there's a long rant in that Til- Timothy Oliphant's character has a long rant in the movie Go about how much the family circus sucks. Agreed. <laughs> but I mean, there were Blondie. Blondie was another like just like a hot chick who who wanted to do more with her life. Blondie but and Dagwood, yeah, her, yeah, her pathetic. Beetle Bailey was just a guy who just got emasculated by his sergeant. What? what they're all they're they're all terrible. What about? What about Dick Tracy? Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to read five panels and then wait a fucking week and then yeah, read the, five more. Like I, I, who knew what was going on in the, in the story? And there were also a couple of other ones that were trying to be serious, like like some sort of surveillance or something. Yeah, like there were always yeah, a couple ones that yeah. like and to let long story. I mean, yeah, back to Dick Tracy, like a detective story that's going to take years to play out. Yes. Okay. Garbage. Ed. The most liberal and conservative jobs in America. You want to do a little quiz? Let's do it. Okay. Um, so, so somebody did a survey and they made an infographic. And I'm going to quiz you on some of the most liberal and the most conservative jobs mm-hmm. in America. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. How about – I'll start with an easy one. Sculptor. Sculptor. That is, it has to be among the top 10 or so liberal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Okay. How about this one? Exterminator. I would think they'd go, that's the pro-death kind of. That's right. They like to kill things. 
I like to kill things, and that would be a conservative kind of job. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. How about this one? And pray you never have to meet this person in real life. It's, I, I just got the shivers reading this occupation. <laughs> Motel owner. Oh, my goodness. Motel <clears throat> owner. Motel owner. Do motel owners skew conservative or liberal? I, it, this, is, this is my thought process here. They, their bread is buttered. Yes. By by liberals, because oh, because liberals stay in motels. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, okay. Conservatives are more uptight bunch. They're not going to be slumming it. Uh-huh. I'm thinking that they're not going to be smart enough to know that, and they're still going to vote conservative. That's right, motel owners, yeah. conservative. Oh, along those lines, Ed. Innkeeper. Innkeeper is the most liberal on earth, right? <laughs> but it's the same job. Well, I'm just thinking of Dick and Joanna on Newhart, yes, New right? Yes. Well, yeah, all innkeepers are Innkeeper in... is, is more earthy, like Vermont, yes. ski lodge kind of people. <laughs> yes, seems like the same job. Okay, here's another one. Episcopal priest. Episcopal, Episcopal priest. priest. I mean... I would think anyone off the cloth is very conservative. Liberal. Liberal what? for the Episcopal priest. Very liberal. How about another Maybe. one? Staying in, that, staying in that realm. Catholic priest. That's the most conservative one. on the, That might be more conservative than banker. That's right? right. That's right. Conservative. Okay. How about this one? Pawnbroker. Pawnbroker. Interesting. I'm going to say, again, this is similar to the the uh, motel owner, right? But I think pawnbrokers are going to need to be way into gun ownership. That's so I'm right. going to say conservative. That's right. They're they're that's mostly what they're buying and selling, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. right. Uh, okay, let's look. Hold on. There's a whole whole one, bunch of farming ones here. Uh, okay, how about? A dairy farmer, Ed. Dairy farmer. It's tricky because they're they're coming from like Wisconsin, which is a pretty red state. Yeah. But at the same time, they're a goddamn dairy farmer, and they need like farm subsidies. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say liberal. Actually, conservative, conservative dairy farmers. What's weird here, though, is they have pretty much every farming. Profession skews extremely conservative. Dairy farmer, farmer, tree farmer. Tree farmer? I know. Rancher, citrus grower, cattle feeder. All of those are extremely conservative. But then when you look at retired farmer. (laughs) They change. Yeah. yeah, Wait a second. Where's the money? They they want that Medicare. Uh, How about this? Dentist. Dentists make a ton, a ton of dough. Quite a bit. Conservative. Actually, yes, conservative. Conservative dentists, of course. Uh, Okay, one, well, let's see here. These are all too easy. Uh, Oh, here's one. Coach. Coach? Coach, like sports coach. Oh, 
I would think that's, you know, a lot of guys who are very into rules. Yeah. Strict. Regimented. Yeah. I would think conservative. Liberal. Skews liberal coaching. Pretty shocking. And how about this? I don't believe this is an actual occupation, but I'll throw it. We'll close it out with this. Professional poker player. That's not a profession. Says it is here. Oh, uh, that's like Welcome Back, Cotter, Gabe Kaplan, right? Right, is that yeah, what he does? he's supposedly very good. Poker player? Poker player. Um, I mean, I would think it's, you know, they're, they're trying to protect their money. Right. I'm, I'm going conservative there. Liberal, highly liberal, professional poker player. Okay, that was a fun thing to do, the liberal and conservatives quiz. We like doing those quizzes. Those are fun. Well, good job. Was that a Washington Post one? Washington Post. They they always have the good They're quizzes. The uh, okay. We need to get into our one of the more popular segments on the program. It's the million dollar baller battle. Last week, that was a that was a true conundrum. Last week, it was a tough one. And to, to refresh, last week's million dollar baller battle battle was for the sum, as always, for the sum of one million dollars. Would you choose a year on the road with Kim Jong Un's older brother, Kim Jong Chul, following Eric Clapton around, going to Eric Clapton shows every single night? Low-hopping, chasing Clapton. Night after night with Kim Jong-chul. It's not like you could just go by yourself and just like sit in the lobby. You're you're at the show. He's dancing. And he's going to be very interested in your take on each set. Yes. What would you think of tonight's cocaine versus last night's cocaine? You know, did you notice the solo was a little bit different? Like, oh, like, he's going to want to I like the riff during Tears from Heaven. Exactly. Yeah. Versus... A year of using a pedal pub as your only means of transport. That means if you got to run out for a glass of milk, you got to pedal this table bar thing around. It really would be very, very on your way to work. You can't drive a car. You got to take the pedal pub. The only way you could get anywhere is by drive, riding, pushing a pedal pub. Um, Ish has weighed in, Ed. Hanging with Kim Jong-chul and Eric Clapton for a year would be infinitely better than having to use Pedal Pub as your exclusive mode of transportation for a year, mostly because I would never use a Pedal Pub for any reason, okay? Uh, Ed, what are your thoughts? Give us an answer. What would it be? Would it be the Pedal Pub or Kim Jong-chul? Hey, this, this, it would be agony for a year of either of them. We've Agreed. talked about how bad it would be to just day in, day out, see the same Clapton sets. But the pedal pub. I mean, for for me personally, I live in a town where there's a lot. If I have, I don't drive that much. But when I do, I have to do a lot of parallel parking. Mm. I mean, in a pedal pub, the Very amount of difficult. horns horns you're getting, you're going to have to pedal backwards. Yeah. There's yeah. going to be a lot of, and, and, and it's just, when you see someone in a pedal pub, like you you kind of want to see something go wrong. That's true. Like we like we talked about, they were getting bombed with water balloons and shit, and that's kind of oh, fun. I imagine there's applause everywhere while that this was going on. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it would bum you out being the, just the villain, whereas when you're hanging out with the North Korean leader's brother, not everyone's going to know you're with a villain. Yeah. They may, I'm going to – I hate to say this. I'm going to take the year with Kim Jong-chun and Clapton and then write a book called The Worst Year of My Life and get something out of it. Whereas, I don't know, what could you write about being in the uh, pedal pump? Not much. Agreed. Ed, this I think it's two weeks in a row. I'm going to have to side with you here. I'm taking Kim Jong-chul and Eric Clapton. Here's the thing. Kim Jong-chul is loaded up with all the cash from North Korea. Yeah, they're, the people that live there are starving, but that's because the ruling family has all the money. So Kim Jong-chul, he's, yeah, you're, you got to go to Eric Clapton every night. But the whole rest of the day, you're posted up at the Four Seasons. You're at the nicest hotels in whatever town you're going to. And you and could get you could get fairly monkeyed up before showing up at these shows. So, like, you could be kind of half out of it by the time you get there. Absolutely. Also, like, after a while, those Eric Clapton shows are just going to be white noise. But you know what's going to be there is a lot of horny middle-aged broads drunk on white wine. I think you're being generous if you're saying middle age at this point. That's oh. that's the problem. <laughs> you're gonna have some randy silver foxes there. There's there there is there's that's debatable. I have to I have to give you that. But there's probably something you could pull out of there on at least once a week. Like there there's there at least you could do some hunting. I uh, think you're gonna have to do some daytime pickups. I think that once the Clapton show, if you haven't already Picked up a mate for the night, you're done. Good boy. And Chul can't be the best. We've already determined he's got the soft heart of a girl. Uh, I don't think he'd be the best wingman for you. Also, I'm pretty sure he wears a leather jacket and sunglasses, so that might not help your game. But I'm agreeing with you. I take Kim Kim Jong-Chul and touring with Eric Clapton. Okay, Ed, this week we learned about a heroic band of Pacific Northwest homeless and how they enacted their own brand of hobo justice by tipping over a porta potty when its occupant refused to cease masturbating with the door open. Unfortunately, Ed, these valiant vagabonds weren't on the scene at another latrine, LaGuardia Airport, in fact, oh, no. where the casts of both Broadway's Lion King and Aladdin showed no regard for human decency by engaging in a no-ears-barred, full-volume sing-off while waiting for a hopefully doomed flight to somewhere far away from me. Ed, the question is, for a million dollars, would you rather eat your entire Thanksgiving meal in a porta potty or in the middle of a Lion King, Aladdin cast sing-off? We will take your answer. This is another tough one. They're both... They're, they're both very difficult the, to imagine. The, the porta potty is loaded up; it's full, and there's nowhere to sit unless you sit on the bowl. So oh, the to, smells! The smells! <laughs> the smells are horrendous. so terrible. And also, there's no lid to put down. Like whatever's happening in there is you're in it. Yeah. But then the sing off. You got people who you know, just just imagine those people like from your high school play that are just really way too into it and they're, yeah, they're singing very ex- excited to be there they're singing right at you and they're doing the dance number and you're just trying to eat your mashed potatoes and it's really loud and they're really excited you gotta pick 
Are you taking and you and it's not like you could just scarf it down. You got the whole plate. You got I mean, Thanksgiving meal is the longest meal of the year. It's a few hours. You're 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 having rolls. And it should be enjoyed. There's Absolutely. this is, I mean, that's an enjoyable meal, and this is a way of just ruining that. Pumpkin both, pie, both apple pie, all the and, fixings. And either way, you're going to have non-flashbacks the rest of your life from That's either true. experience. Yeah, it might be your last Thanksgiving. I mean, you get a million bucks at the end, but you can never right. enjoy But how could you have turkey again? No, how you can't. You never have turkey? No, gravy? Imagine oh, okay. that. I mean, the no. gravy's ruined, right? You, no gravy, ever. Never, never. Okay, we'll take your answers on that. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or voicemail us on it. 949-464-TBLS. It's the million-dollar baller battle. Okay, Ed. We've done our thing. We've broken everything down. There's a lot of other stuff we need to catch up on, stuff you and I don't bring to the table. We bring the sports. We bring the comedy. We Hey, we'll get into a little political blue state, red state discussion, but what we don't know about is the real important shit, like The Bachelor... Big turn of events on The Bachelor last night. I'm sure you watched. A lot going I actually, on. I actually saw about 30 to 40 seconds. Really? Wow. Yeah. In the same room as your wife. Amazing. Uh, okay. We'll get to all that. We bring on our own. It's time for Fancy Pop with our very own special baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent, bachelor correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? What's up, guys? I'm good. Okay. How are you? All right. Good. Good, good to have you here. Before we get into your segment, as has become customary, we have some life coaching to get to. Oh, this is my favorite bit. Wes, the fat kid, has reached out. He needs some help. Life coaches, I need some help. I'm sitting in the DMV, goddammit, and I had to use the bathroom. We talked a little bit about this earlier. I go in to drain my bladder, and some inconsiderate asshole has pissed all over the seat. What is the proper etiquette in this situation? I don't want to have to clean someone else's urine, but I also don't want to want the next person coming in and thinking I'm the asshole who made the mess. I fucking hate people. Thanks for everything you do to make humanity better. Signed, West the Fat Kid. That's a nice, nice way to close out. Absolutely. He's right, by the way. Uh, now, Kate, you being a woman, people would think that this isn't an issue that you run into. But oftentimes in the Oh, yeah. Public no, it's way more West prevalent, restroom. I think. Because women tend to not want to sit on the seat. Because right. we, we, we pee right. sitting down. So, right. so, yeah, so they hover above and piss all and over less, the less seat. aim. It's less aim. Really disgusting. Right. People are animals. Right. I'm constantly going into public restrooms and being confronted with a toilet seat covered in piss. And mm. I don't have the luxury of thinking like, do I want to clean this so that I yes. don't have to yes. so the next person doesn't think it was me? I have to clean it. You aren't I don't want to accidentally touch it. And I like to sit down. I like to sit on a toilet seat cover That's right. and pee like a normal person. You aren't one of the more fortunate 49% to be born with a dong. <laughs> you have to sit down to let it go. And also, yeah. what about... I mean, but to answer fat... Hold on. What, what fat, Wes? What about menstruation? What about it? They often make a mess with that, don't they, in there? Uh, these women 
I so I used to be a busboy yes. in college. Sanitary and, uh, napkins. Well, no, they have a special I can, place I can, to put that. Yeah, and the rag bo- the rag box. It's the, it's the worst place on earth. Oh my god, it's called I don't the rag go in public box. restrooms that often, Jesus. but I yeah. I have I I have been confronted with the sanitary napkin. Um box that's Oof. like hasn't been cleaned for a long time so Jesus. it's all like Jesus. full I didn't know with this stuff go like this direction. with stuff oh like coming out of it you know the yes. lid's not Whoa. closed it's Whoa. disgusting so kate what what's your advice to west of um i mean i wouldn't really be worried about what the next person some Absolutely. random stranger thinks Absolutely. like I, would, I wouldn't be cleaning up someone's mess quite frankly unless i had to absolutely Ed, yeah, ever, your thoughts yeah Every man for himself when you get to that point. I, I agree it's disgusting, but, like, I mean, I'm not I'm not cleaning somebody else's piss. I'm just never doing it. Here's the thing, and I don't know if this was just a sing- – I mean, he said it's the DMV, and I don't, I don't know if this is a single stall situation, but what – here's – if you can, avoid the stall at all costs. Well, I'm guessing he, he had a code brown. Right. And somebody else just right. went – you go hovercraft there and get the fuck out. Yeah, that's you, that's a problem. You do not you do not clean up some I mean at the DMV. Or here's another choice no. for You do you do not you do not do that. Another yeah. choice for dudes is you can just flip that seat back up and walk out. Yeah. Yeah, but he's got he might have to sit on it. Is Ed's point. Well, if you go hovercraft. What about what about Ed? I've just learned about this. I I don't know if we discussed it off the air. There exist in this world men who use the stall. They use the bowl. They ha- they sit down to urinate. No, that's not a thing. You're making. <laughs> I didn't think it was a thing. But I don't no, believe you guys have not, never talked about this, this either. <laughs> that's ne- that's never happened. I There's not one guy. Who's a ever couple done people that. this week have mentioned to me that they knew someone in their lives <laughs> we've been given a gift and we're going to use it yes and i won't hear of anything else i yesterday i was i played a little afternoon tennis with a buddy of mine and i i had to relieve myself and there was no there was nowhere to there was no restroom anywhere like if i needed to sit down i would have been in bad shape luckily i'm a man so i just hung that thing out and loaded up a bush well, girls can squat and pee. Yeah, you mean to tell in me nature. That there are men. We don't have to sit on the ground there, to do it. Like we have men, legs that hold us up. Sit down. No, it's true. No, I've heard no, about it. It's true. No, I no. I, this is embarrassing. What? In my twenties, mm. I had a boyfriend that sat down and peed. Wow! Wow! Oh, you went. Shocking. I gotta say, it was, it's you went kind lesbian a, for a little while. It's kind of a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't make you look like a man. But I, I've heard of guys like it's not like a total anom- anomaly. You're, I've heard of guys that sit down to pee. I've, I, I also heard about it. I heard which is very, dis- this very disturbing. Yes, very, very. Stop hey, that, guys. Reach out. Hey, hey, we'll keep it anonymous. If you're one of these guys that sits down to urinate, I'll take a pros and cons. Get at me, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Okay. Wes, excellent, excellent question. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for reaching out. Reach out with your life coaching just like Wes did. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What do we need to know in Fancy Pop? Um, before we get into celeb stories, a couple things. I learned a new gay term today. Tell me. Wolf. A male, a gay male who's not a twink or a bear. 
somewhere in between, similar to a cub. I feel like uh, you guys wow. would be wolves. I'm hairless, yeah. though. It doesn't I, say anything about I've, hair. I have minimal hair. Wolf. Yeah, but you're not completely hairless, but you're not yeah, hairy. I'll, t- I'll take wolf. Yes. I mean, so you guys would be, yes. in the gay world, Let's... you guys are wolves. I've got, would... a, I've got a couple other gay terms for you. How about okay. a man with specific mannerisms? Uh-huh. How about rides the carousel? <laughs> How about an evening botanist? <laughs> Or, You're just making these up, though. These nope. are actual terms. Or a fluent swimmer. <laughs> uh, okay. Fond of his mother. <laughs> Fond of his mother. <laughs> uh, close with his sisters. Okay. No, there's there's a website, and somebody listed all of the ways in like old timey movies the way they carefully refer oh, to someone. Oh, that's good. Like, that's like, funny. Like, my, like sleeps sleeps diagonally and right, gives a careful right. handshake. Like, euphemisms to being like gay. My all time yeah. favorite comedian Paul Lind, who was a who was the gayest Con- human being yeah. in the world, confirmed. And, but he was just he was just called a confirmed bachelor. Like never was so never good. really mm-hmm. discussed that he was gay. And thoughts and prayers. I miss that guy every day. Uh, okay, Kate, what is go- what else is going on in the world of pop culture? So the Entourage movie opened to a dismal ten point four million this weekend, much less than the twenty million Warner Brothers was expecting. So this gamble didn't exactly pay off. Um, I would like to take credit for this, as <laughs> I've made clear. Entourage on this show, killer. I- Entourage was going to be ground zero for my sterilization laser. Mm. As soon as the previews ended, when you sat down, my laser was going to just swoop the room and sterilize everyone inside. And they knew all those guys and their bedazzled jeans and their Red Bull. That's why terrorists don't talk about their plans like... That's true. Publicly yeah, that's true. Beforehand. I, I screwed I have, up. I have one You're question. You're a bad terrorist. Yes. What's the question, Ed? I, I'm far enough removed from that show. Like... Did they wait too long? Like, when was the last time that show was on the air? Um, uh, it's been years. Yeah. I would say. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, maybe everybody grew up and was a little bit embarrassed that they watched that show. I think that's part of it, too. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I just feel like if you're going to do a movie associated with a show, like, have it, like, the next year or I something. feel like that's people thought that's it was cool point. back when it was on, but since it's gone off the air, people have realized there's been a backlash because there's so much... Yes. Yes. There's been so much shit talking about it, like on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Like people know like it's not cool. It's not cool. Like to all be a the people bag. that thought Ed Hardy was cool right. now realize it's That's not. That's a great point. Do you know what I mean? That's a great point. Yeah. Anyway, personally I can't wait to see it. We're gonna go this weekend and I think we'll both be what? recapping what? it for I, the for the website. I might have to go hate watch it. But you know what I'll do? No. I'll buy a ticket for that Melissa McCarthy vehicle. Go. Spy, and then I'll go see Entourage because I feel like that Melissa McCarthy, she can't catch a break. She really can't. She's, I rarely see her. She's rarely in anything. But she's likable, like in interviews and stuff. Whereas, yes, she deserves her success. I mean, I was, I was, I don't begrudge her at all. Real, real quick, I was listening on Stern last week. Two of the guests were, uh, who's Will Smith's wife? Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett. Worse than Will Smith. Melissa McCarthy. I think they might have been on the same show. And one of them, every answer was careful and specifically tailored. And the other one just talked like a normal person. And I feel like you have to cheer for people like that, whether or not she's overexposed. Yeah, she might not be your thing. Like, her comedy is not my thing. 
Yes. And I can't, I, I don't really find that like, um, here's a fat person. We're going to make them like really ridiculous. Right. Like she was the ridiculous character in um, Bridesmaids. Yes. And it has been in other movies, I think, Hot Pursuit yes. and stuff. Yes. Well, I just. It's not my thing, that kind of humor, she, but. Um, she's very busy. I don't begrudge her. And I'm, I will success. buy a ticket to her movie sure. and then I will sneak into Entourage. Uh, okay, what else is going on, Kate? Okay, do you guys remember last summer that big, um, they call it the fappening or celebgate, where hundreds of nudes photos of celebrities were leaked? I do, I do. And I'm, embar- I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I, I peruse those pictures. I did not. Journal- I did for, not. Ed, you didn't look at any of them? For journalistic did not look purposes. I, did, I felt Brian bad did, about Brian it. Brian did some quote-unquote research. I felt bad about it but I wanted to be able to talk about it with authority on this show. I don't believe in it. I think it was a terrible thing, but I looked. So the FBI raided a Chicago home in connection to the investigation of uh, this leak. Target of the raid was one Emilio Herrera, who lives in the Southside home with his parents. Of course. (laughs) Of course. Were, were the computers in a basement? Um, the FBI hasn't made any arrests, and he hasn't been named as a suspect, but they did um, confiscate a bunch of computers, floppy disks, and other. Good. Uh, Kindle Fire and other G- stuff. Good. Go so, out and get these cyber criminals. So we'll see, how, we'll see what Should happens. We, I mean, how about the people who looked at those? Lists? Hey, that was an accident. Like, I didn't really, I didn't want to. Yeah, it's hard. People send you links and trick you into clicking on them. But I had a look. Yeah, I did. Yeah. There was some things I enjoyed seeing. Okay, my um, best story of the week, Kate Moss um, on a recent flight from Turkey yeah. back to the UK yes. um, was kicked off a, kicked off a flight. Um, the pilot called ahead and had the police meet her at the gate in Luton. Yeah. Um, and as she was, apparently she was denied alcohol, so she went into her um, cabin luggage, took out some vodka, and started pouring um, drinks for herself. I, um, and as she exited the flight, she called the pilot a basic bitch. Well, <laughs> I gotta say, yes, scientists need to study this chick. <sighs> so funny. I love her. She, she doesn't give she, any fucks yeah. at all. She is, she, I, I still am a huge fan and I'm, she I'm has treated that. herself like garbage yes. for decades Cocaine, now. Cocaine, cigarettes. And she still looks good. Alcohol. Yeah, some people have good genes. They can keep partying. But keep well into I mean, there. usually bad genes eventually. I mean, good genes eventually you can yes. you can destroy. I mean, look at Jan Michael Vincent. She's only 42 oh, though. She's, you know, she's not old. She 40, 42 uh, after 20 a uh, quarter century of treating herself like yes. dog shit. She looks it's great. impressive. She yeah. looks fucking amazing. But we she's don't know what so she's hot. injecting and, you know, yeah. like... But she doesn't look like it. I can tell you, no, when people but, when people inject a bunch of shit in themselves, they, they you look know, start not, looking like not Joan if Rivers. you're smart and you have some taste and you have Stop. a clue. Right. She's smart. What are you, you talking about? Every you, story you hear about her is she's no, falling I mean, apart. No, I mean, is like smart about how you, like, how you inject your face. Your facial injections. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, well, I love her. And so, I, what's... One, how come she's not on a private jet? And B, she was traveling who, with all her. She was traveling with all who her. Who gets mates. turned down for booze on a plane? Um, yeah, I don't know why she was turned down for booze. That's but, crazy. Um, and so she, she apparently was she, was she cut a little off drunk. or t- was she cut off or turned down? That's already? not made clear. 
Not made clear. Um, she was let off the plane. She was a little drunk. She had a disagreement with another passenger and also, on the flight. Also, I mean, who flies sober? Right. Exactly. No one. No Is one that, flies sober. I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, though, she wasn't aggressive to anyone, and she was really funny. Yeah, all the all the other passengers said that the flight attendant was the aggressor the in the basic situation. Wait a is second. Are you, are you so implying great. that there's somebody as a hostile flight yes. attendant? It's rare. Somebody it's, that's bitter that they're a waitress it's, in it's, the sky with no tips and right. it's, it's, where they're not allowed to sit down. It's rare uh-huh. that you run into one of those. I do like though that she, that, Kate Moss was prepared and had some purse vodka ready to go just in case. Oh, yeah. That's a a good Boy Scout right there. Yeah, absolutely. She's a pro. Absolutely. Um, Paramedics rushed to Charlie Sheen's L.A. home Monday after the actress camp summoned the fire department. You're kidding. Complaining of food poisoning. But according to sources close to Sheen, the actor actually suffered chest pains following an epic party binge. Um, He's apparently Mm. been partying a bit harder than Mm. his... Body, now, 49 it, year old body can take. Now, the opposite of Kate Moss <laughs> is Charlie Sheen. Who yes. Handsome. Looks like he's been fighting as yes. hard as he, he has. Been. And his voice, his voice sounds like something awful happened. He, like he was eaten by an evil robot. He looks <laughs> like shit. He looks older than his dad, who's probably close to when 80. You smoke cocaine. Yeah, it takes that's a, a problem. Uh, His he's dying. Voice is he, not good. He's dying the hair, and he's like at this. He's like really emaciated and like in all the wrong places. Like he's not. He's got like a really skinny neck, and yeah. his skull he's looks all weird. Neck. And meanwhile, his dad is Martin Sheen, who's fucking beautiful. Like he had all the gifts in the world yeah. of Marty Sheen was gorgeous. Yes, of, yeah, but, yeah, but you know, my dad had three heart attacks. <laughs> Charlie Sheen joins us now. Charlie, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm still using the term winning. <laughs> uh, he's, he's the worst. He's like, he's, he's, he's he like he such a caricature he's, of of. I love though that was. everyone at Charlie's house is instructed not to ever call nine one one if there's a medical emergency because the information can be released. Yeah, if it's a nine one one call, so it's standard operating procedure in his house. That if there's an issue, you call the local fire station. So there's I, no. I feel like there's call. something taped next to the phone. Yeah, totally. Like, in case, Do not call nine one one. In case Charlie ODs and it's like all highlighted. Like here's the local fire department. Step number. one: get go to freezer. Get. Uh, Some adrenaline, in, yeah, indre- adrenaline injection, <laughs> stabbed directly slam in the heart. His, slam he's his got, heart. He's got the magic marker thing tattooed on his chest, so you know where to X hit him. Man, I, I saw an interview with him like two weeks ago, and he did like do the winning thing. Yeah, he's so, winning. Come on, come please, winning. Yeah, please make this national that. nightmare blood. That's, that's yeah, yeah. He yeah remember that winning. He's he's fucking porn stars and like not even the good looking ones, just no, the beat ones. The like it's sad. Ones. Okay, Kate, what else is going on? Um, let's talk Bachelorette before we go. Uh, so this week forgot. there was a huge upset um, on the Bachelorette in the yeah. form of Normcore Nick Nick Vile, runner up on Andy Dorfman's season, who you may or may not remember after losing, went on national television, whining like the little. After the rose, he was crying. About how if Andy wasn't in love with him, why did she make love to him? Yeah, he outed her. Essentially alluding to what we all suspect that they had sex in the fantasy suite. For sexing him in the fantasy suite. Because he's a little bitch and his ego could not take the rejection. Yes. 
And so then he did the rounds for like as long as anyone cared to talk to him. I expected like, him to maybe show up on Bachelor in Paradise, a cry about which it. I would have been fine with, but not on the Bachelorette. He shows up out of nowhere, obviously planted by the producers. Well, apparently, he'd been flirting with um, the Bachelorette Caitlin online before um, the show started, and they may or may not have already met in person. She tried to make it seem like they hadn't, but I'm not buying that. I think they've met in person. And this was all obviously set up where he comes, he shows up in New York City where they're filming. So staged. And tells her he wants a shot with her, sends her into a tailspin, and she agrees to let him join the cast of wannabe suitors. And the other guys are um, rightfully so not. I couldn't, I am so put off by this. Brian's very upset. It is such bullshit. Because here's the deal, and Ed, you can identify with this. This is a game show. Like every night, you I, I know you like to watch Jeopardy. You record. I do I do love Jeopardy? And there's three contestants on Jeopardy. Imagine, and every night it's been the same fucking way on Jeopardy for thirty years. Imagine if one night you get to double Jeopardy, and out of the blue, Trebek says. To the camera, we have a special guest tonight. Suddenly, adds uh, Ken, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings is back, or that one cop from Brooklyn with the thick mustache. I get what is. you're saying. Like, you hold on, can't hold on. Switch up I haven't finished saying what I'm saying. And he, suddenly, they add a fourth contestant in the middle of Double Jeopardy, who's already got twenty five thousand bucks in the bank. If you were one of the other three contestants, would you not be like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Fuck you, Trebek. Absolutely. Go to hell, Merv Griffin. This is fucking bullshit. The game is weighted against me, Mm -hmm. and this is fucked. So, fuck Nick Vile. F The Bachelor. Hang on, hang on. If you're using the the game show analogy. Tell me. You, watching The Bachelor, I mean, we've been through... We've been doing this show for, what, a year and a half? And so there have been, 74 what, episodes. Not nine cycles of The Bachelor or Bachelorette at this There's point? There's been a few. There's been a couple. And it all, for somebody who doesn't watch it, it all sounds the same. It's like you're watching a game show where they ask the same questions every single time. That's true. That's true. Hey, I'm Nothing not, changes. So hey, I, I not, don't, I mean. I'm not saying I'm watching Jeopardy. I'm more watching, like, Card Sharks, okay? Um, this is more... No whammies. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Press your luck. Press it's your more luck. like Wheel of Fortune. I'm not saying it's Pictionary with Burt Convy, win, lose, or draw, whatever. It's not a great game show, but the fact is that it is presented as a game. And at the beginning of the game, you have a number of contestants. You can't bring in a fucking ringer halfway through that the chick already wants to have sex with. It's bullshit. Right. It's a bullshit game. And if I were the rest of those guys, I would walk uh, out immediately. Fuck her. Fuck this game. Fuck The Bachelor. We'll see what happens. Fuck Nick Vile. I fucking hate that guy. he is about to walk into the hotel yeah. suite in New York City where they're being put up to join them and like start staying also, with them. Also, I need to see what happens ne- I feel next like, week, but it could be the last episode I of The feel Bachelor like I'd this is watched. definitely a gimmick by the producers. I feel like they need to pump up the ratings, so they're mixing things up, and they want to cook up some drama. This could be the death of The well, Bachelorette. I don't think so. 
Um, I, I have did, been going off script a bit, though, for sure. I did catch 40, 30 to 40 seconds of it last night. Yes. And two observations. First, they seem to be setting up the dream date in the middle of Times Square, which, <laughs> which you know, I hate when people, you know, when a movie takes place in their city and they're like, that's not even realistic. Like in Con Air, at one point the plane's over here, and then it's all the way across the city. Like Vegas, I don't, Vegas I don't really, yeah. I don't really care when people talk about in, inefficiencies. But like New York City is still a vibrant city, and anyone who says, "Oh, it's downhill since the '80s," like yeah, they're, they're full of shit. But that is the one area of town where it would be like the it's the most touristy part of town. Like. And not in a good way. Like, no. like there's, like there's like a, like there's a giant, there's a giant red lobster there. Like there's, there's oh, nothing about New York City no. there. It's I just, don't, Ed, I've, I've never been to New York City, but I happen to know that Guy Fieri's American Diner. <laughs> That's right. I walked by it. Is I, in <laughs> Times Square. And yes. if you're looking to take your special lady on a night on the town, uh, you would be hard pressed to find right, Bubba, Bubba a better Grump, place. Gump Shrimp a, a Factory more romantic is there. Place. I'm more into the Guy Fieri. So, um, yes, I agree, Ed. They're, they're, they put them up, like, of all the places, they put them up in a hotel in fucking Times Square. Probably because it was easy to do. It was near studios where they could get production stuff. And one other one other point. I did find the bachelor Bachelorette attractive, but uh, what's with the summer teeth? <laughs> Oh, I yeah. don't know. If she's totally. She I mean, does, she she, she could very eat, toothy. She, she could eat an she apple through a chain link fence. She like, she's got she's, she's got gaps yeah. in weird places. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's she's she has tiny she little up. doll shoulders and arms. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's she's attractive. Like if you saw her on yeah. the street, you'd be like, she's oh, yeah. attractive. But for somebody who's spending their life on TV, because at this point, this is the second show reality show. Like yeah. she's done nothing with those teeth. I mean, it's what's true. going on? She it's doesn't true. live in England. Yeah. Well, well come on. Have Ed, some pride. Ed, she lives in Canada. Oh, okay. And I don't so think then that, I take it all back. Yeah. Right. I, I don't get think it. they have She's orthodontia Canadian. up there. She doesn't no, know what's going on. Uh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, kidding. Uh, in Canadian case, people. In case you couldn't joke. tell, so I'm, I'm sour on The Bachelor. My um, my recap will be up tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah. Look for look for Kate's Bachelor. Before I go, guys. Recap. I just want to ask you before I go. Um, actress Zoe Saldana from Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. Yes, yep. You aware of her? Yes. Her, uh, she's married to this um, Italian artist, Marco Prego. They got married in 2013. Marco Prego. He <laughs> actually took her uh, last name when they pussy. got married. What a pussy. What do you guys think of that? I don't know why what? anyone takes... You don't think that's super progressive? No, I don't. No. Just that's have a, your own that's name. A, that's a huge pussy. Yeah, huge puss. She said she tried to talk him out of it. She uh, said, if you use my name, you're going to be emasculated by your community of artists, by your Latin right. community yeah, of men, by right. the world. She was right. And he said, uh, Zoe, I don't give a shit. She's, in, um, she's, she's the one in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah. Never she's, saw it. Um, she's pretty attractive. She's very hot. She's been yeah. in a bunch of movies, though. Yeah, I like her. All right, uh, that's it for uh, this week's Fancy Pop. She Was she in your favorite movie, Avatar, Ed? There's nothing. And there, how there, many times did you go so you could wear those the cool three, 3D the glasses? Three most, the three most overrated movies of all time. And I just thought about this because we did the story about the the Princess Bride guy. Number three, Princess Bride. Very overrated. Not a good movie. Number two, 
Avatar number one, Titanic. James Cameron, if he's not making Terminator, is the worst screenwriter That's of all true. time. Or if he's not going to the bottom of the ocean to find the actual Titanic. That's right. That's yeah. right. Horrendous. Uh, I, I didn't see – I'll take your word for it because I have not seen Avatar because I'm a hero. I, I, had I don't like cartoons. Rec- I had people recommend it to me. It was like, well, this is everything I hated about Dances with Wolves, which was all of it, but made everyone blue. Yeah, yeah right. Well, here's the thing. Here's something I don't get. And this is this – is, I remember this movie because my kids like it. The Polar Express. They're like – yeah, it's, everybody's like sort of human, but sort of cartoons. Yeah, and it's yeah like, my kids like it too. I, I do not like that. It's like Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks acts out all the parts, but it looks like a cartoon. And I'm like, why not just make a cartoon? Instead, it's a creepy cartoon. Yeah, just like there just are do like a angry hobos in that. It's yeah, a weird yeah, movie. Like yeah, too. if you do it all, if you if it ends up looking like a cartoon, just make a fucking cartoon. Like exactly. I don't need the guy to act it out. I don't need it to cost five hundred million dollars. Like, just make a cartoon. Okay, that's it. Excellent job all around. Kate, thank you very much for your thank bachelor you, at you. report. We will look for your post on the website. Ed, you as well. Excellent job tonight. Uh, until you, next week. You both were delightful. For Ed Daly. For Fancy Sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.